BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from guillotineleagues.com, here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchi and co-host today, Scott Fish and Matt Harrison. Welcome back, Matt. Hi. It's been a long time. It's been two weeks. Man, you should have. Feels like forever. <laughs> you just you, miss me that much. I think he's just tired of me. He looked at me for a second. He's like, uh, oh, Matt, oh, you're yeah. here. Hey. Yes. Not, not only is it the two of you. But we also have London correspondent Colin McCockney. Oh, really? Calling in from Wait. Tot- Tottenham Hotspur live. Wow. He's that's, there? Yes. Uh, that's wow. my understanding. Gosh. Wow, that's Colin amazing. Montgomery. He's there a little early for the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it look, just getting warmed up. That's uh, it all it all helps. He's dedicated. I, I've, I've never understood a word he Vikings. says. No, nobody nobody knows. has. No. Well, Scott does, I'm pretty sure. Well, noted noted Cockney translator. Yes. Yes. Scott, yes. Fish. Scott has so it's, got the, it's, the translation key. It is that Scottish heritage in me. I, I know everything about the UK. Yes. Exactly. You sure uh, do. Literally as long everything. as it was in Braveheart, you know it. <laughs> yes. Anything else? No idea. Oh boy. And don't even ask who Mogwai is. Over the course of this show, did you say Mogwai? I did. Like, like Gizmo the Mogwai? Well, I tend to think of the Edinburgh-based, no Glasgow-based band. But yes, okay, you know that's how I tend to think of it. Yes. Okay. Over the course of the show, we're going to break down all of the matchups, fantasy football weekly style, with letter grades on all the players. Plus, you will get nine players. Wait, letter grades plus? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. 
All right, fine, you got me. Losses are in play today. Oh, wow. That's it. Oh, boy. Just you can't say that I'm not a man of my word. Pluses are in play today, and and you'll see it changes nothing. The show is no better. He did not say minuses are available. Just pluses. (laughs) I'm going to refuse to use them, the one chance I have. This is amazing. Three tough questions and premature speculation all looming over the course of this show. Very excited. Uh, we begin with our first matchup, Titans taking on the, the Colts. Scott, uh, for the Titans, things are generally not going very nope. well, but we got a better game out of Derrick Henry last right. week. But a tough matchup against a good Colts run defense here. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to, I think actually it's going to win out in Henry's favor, though. He's got the usage back. It's hard not to start him. I still have an A grade on him. Uh, I joked last week that it would be a squeaky wheel game and he got his usage back, but he got usage plus. He got 20 plus carries and ah, he got usage that plus. Yeah. And he got that pass game rollback that he had to a degree last year, catching five of his six passes. That's going to put Hilliard on the bench, who scored twice through the air in week one, but had just three touches last week it doesn't seem like that passing game is his role it seems like it's just going to be all henry against the colts d surrendering 30 plus touches per game to the running back uh that's just gonna be all henry as far as the passing game Ryan Tannehill's basically been a 250 yards and one score guy. And one of those games, you had to hope for the rushing touchdown to get it. Uh, Colts have been allowing about 250 yards as well. So let's call it 250. But a a couple scores. Honestly, I don't know that I can give Tannehill the the second score. Maybe he'll run it in. But um, he'd need that second score to get a C grade for me. I'm not going to trust it. So I have him and the whole passing game on the bench. Get this. Tannehill hasn't thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver yet. Oh. Robert Woods, Jalen, yeah. or Traylon Burks, you're on the bench. Oh, and by the way, the Colts have only allowed two wide receiver touchdowns. It's mm. just a bad spot for everything involved. I'm only starting Henry on that team. Okay. On the other side, I have a B grade on Matt Ryan against a Titans D that has allowed multiple touchdowns every single week this year. All three of them. And back-to-back 300-plus yard days. Ooh. See, I'm throwing the pluses all over this <laughs> thing now that I know it's, it's a thing. Ryan has been uh, lights out, or Ryan hasn't been lights out starting slow with his new team, but bounced back last week with the 352 yard day. Couple scores. Uh, they kind of found a role for Jelani Woods. He got Alec yeah, Pierce. Yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only played like nine snaps, but there are two touchdowns. Yes, today. exactly. It's, a, it's just a sign. It's coming. I know, but it's it's a role there. It's actually a terrible role for the tight ends. If he's playing nine, 10, 15 snaps and getting the touchdowns, and Mo Ali Cox is not doesn't have any touchdown upside. Both of that is now unpredictable, and I have them both on the bench. Uh, He got Alec Pierce back finally, uh, first game of the season. Michael Pittman got back. Uh, I do have an A grade on for Michael Pittman, who grabbed eight balls last week, nine balls in week one. That's elite volume against the Titans D that is allowing 148 or more yards to the last two number one wide receivers they played. 148 yards to each of or more, yeah, to the last two that they faced. a grade for Pittman. I do have Pearson Campbell on the bench, but I'm going to note Campbell's pretty droppable. And Pierce did more with his 32 snaps last week than Campbell had well, we're per- talk all season. we going to talk about Alec Pierce later yeah. in this show. I've, I, I've, I don't want to say exactly what. Okay. When, but... So do you want me to do you want me to save 
one interesting data fact for that, or I'll save it for that then. It's not germane to this matchup. No, all right, let's do it. Obvious A for now healthy Jonathan Taylor. Uh, He rested up. He's all healthy for this. Obvious A for him, but Naheem Hines. I'm throwing him on the bench. I know he's getting four to six catches a week. If you're in full PPR, maybe you in a pinch, but he's only getting like 30 to 50 yards, five to nine touches. He's not playing a lot of snaps. It has to be full PPR in a pinch to even consider him. I have him on the bench. All right, and Matt, let's go over to the Jets taking on the Steelers for this one, and we get the season debut of Zach Wilson. Yes, I'm not going to start Zach Wilson in his first game back, though. No way. Uh, the Steelers are allowing... 270 yards per game through the air, that's which a is lot. that's the ninth the, most in the league, if, but they've intercepted as many balls as they've allowed to go for a touchdown this year. Hmm. And the Jets are missing their top three tackles. So they have sixth rounder Connor McDermott and fourth round rookie Max Mitchell guarding the outside for Wilson. That doesn't feel great. In his first game back with no tackles, I'm not feeling very confident in Zach Wilson. I will give his... His uh, brother, Garrett Wilson, is starting grade, but just to see, I'm leaving Elijah Moore and Corey Davis on the bench. We haven't haven't yet seen a Wilson-Wilson game, but Garrett is averaging 10 Joe Flacco targets per game. The problem is Cameron Sutton has been a very good corner so far this year, and he figures to see Garrett Wilson the most. He's only allowing 58 yards per game in his coverage, and I'm going to leave Tyler Conklin on the bench as well. I don't know if he's Flacco's whoopee, could be. Or if, Woody? yeah, that's a that's a Scott Fish. Yes, yes, his safety blanket. His safety mm-hmm. blanket. His nookie, nookie so, blanket. So but, got it. we could see C.J. Uzoma like fill that role. Who knows? We don't know if it's Tyler Conklin there. By the way, on on uh, Elijah Moore, he tweeted out on Friday. Tough times don't last. Trust me. Mm. Little squeaky dog, wheel, dog, maybe. Is, is he starting oh, him in his, himself in his own oh, fantasy I don't know. with Scott I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm, just, gosh. I'm just saying. I hate just that saying. new sound yeah, effect. I hate this. Oh, you guys keep bringing I'm, it up, not I'm me. I'm going to give it some grease. Please do. I don't. Uh, it would it be like this kind of grease? Oh man! <laughs> Just All a right. Bucket of lube. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the running back tandem of Brees Hall and Michael Carter both get C grades here. They'll probably want to keep the hits off Zach in his first game back. Plus, the Steelers have uncharacteristically allowed 164 combo yards per game to opposing backs. That's third most in the league. And they're currently seeing about 34 touches per game, the Steelers' defenses, by opposing runners. So even if they split this evenly like they usually do, we're probably looking at a minimum of 15 touches for both players in this game. And then somewhere in the neighborhood of 70, 80 yards. So they're both C-plus grades, I would say. Oh, boy. Why, that is acceptable God, that felt so good. Oh, man. It really changed Ooh. nothing. Yeah. There's nobody that was not going to, that didn't want to, there's nobody who was like, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, C plus, then yes. I'll put him in his in my yeah. lineup if it's not this is a, a good, e. This is a good it, point. It is better than a C. It's, you know what? It changes nothing. <laughs> Honestly, and I hate to be this guy, and I know we're, you know, we're into the show now, but as you say C plus, I'm starting to lean to Charge's side. Like I, 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 it changes nothing. I don't, I don't know that it adds anything. 
Thank you. This is the, the greatest moment in the history of this show. I love you, Scott Fish. Oh, man. I, 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 never, I never, I never thought I'd feel that way until I heard it come out. Right. It just, uh, it, if you, if you liked him it, enough to start him as a C, it, it's C it felt so C good before, and now it's, now it feels all bad. You know what else feels bad? Najee Harris this year. Mm. Uh, he only gets a B grade here. He's just been an average back so far, but a snap count reached 80% in week three. That's the highest it's been all year. Also had 18 touches in each of the last two games, and it's a very average Jets defense. They're middle of the pack on everything, so just a solid B for Harris. Deontay Johnson gets a C grade. So does Chase Claypool, but I'm leaving George Pickens on the bench. Johnson has seen double-digit targets in every game, but done almost nothing with it and faces rookie (laughs) Sauce Gardner this week, who's been pretty impressive so far. The best matchup for the wide receivers goes to Claypool, who comes out of the slot and sees the other Michael Carter, who's allowing a passer rating of 151 in his coverage. And Pickens made that highlight catch last Thursday, but that's more because Mitch Trubisky is a bad ball thrower. He's a sad trombone. By the way, Mitch is on the bench. It's a little loud. (laughs) Mitch is on the bench. Um, Pat Fryermuth gets a C grade, though. Fryermuth averaging seven targets per game. That's sixth most in the league amongst tight ends. And the Jets haven't allowed a tight end score yet, but we're one of the worst units against the position in 2021. Commanders taking on the Cowboys. I've got a bunch of C grades on Commanders you probably do not want to start. Are there any that are slightly better You'll be shocked the other or not, C's? they're all exactly C's. You, so when you C do your, your rankings at guillotineleagues.com, you rank all these guys at 26 as a tie? <laughs> 26. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's begin with the running game and Antonio Gibson, who has basically given up all the passing game work to J.D. McKissick. And what's more, he's been ineffective at the goal line. In seven attempts from inside the 10-yard line, he has scored two times and totaled negative two rushing yards. That's terrible. So he's only helping you and whatever he gets on the ground until he gets the goal line. And that's not a lot. The only touchdown Dallas has allowed to a running back this season was a spectacular dash by Saquon Barkley last week. So just the C grade on Gibson. I can't give you J.D. McKissick either. Get this. Over Dallas' past 15 games, they've given up one running back receiving touchdown and nobody has topped 45 receiving yards Mm. and the average is under 20 yards. So nothing for JD McKissick who's on the bench and let's go to the passing game where I've got C grades on everybody who matters. We begin with Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. That's our guy. There he is. If Carson Wentz and it's a big, if has enough time in the pocket to set up McLaurin, then I like his downfield matchups because Dallas's three corners are, are all allowing at least uh, a two-thirds of their passes to be completed and at least 107 passer rating. I just worry about Carson Wentz staying upright in this game because the Dallas defenses look terrific, completely shutting down Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and Daniel Jones, and it's, they're doing it with their pass rush. And we're talking about the same Carson Wentz who got sacked nine times. Nine times. Nine, nine times nine. last week. So, I've got a C grade on Carson Wentz. I would like him better. He did eviscerate the Jaguars and the Lions. And that Jaguars win is now looking better in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jahan Dotson, consider him a boom or bust option. Yep. I love the three touchdowns in three games. Don't, And I like the matchup against those Cowboys corners. But, again, we got to keep Carson Wentz upright for this game. Curtis Samuel's been a great story so far. Mm-hmm. At least seven receptions and 40 yards in each game this season. 
and the Dallas defense can generate a ton of pressure, which could be dump-offs to Samuel, but the catches, all stuff is so short. He's catching the ball at the line of scrimmage all the time and then trying to, you know, make up five yards on the catch. So. It's very Debo Samuel light. He's very running Curtis, him out of the backfield. I, mean, I was going to say, this is very much what Curtis Samuel's done his whole career, though. Yeah. So, you know, if, you know, if you're happy with, like, five, six catches for 50-ish yards, then he's your guy. And there's your there's 10 PPR points. Uh, all of those guys see grades. Uh, let's go over to Dallas, where we've got a handful of starters for you, including a, a C grade on both Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott continues to dominate the red zone usage, which keeps him viable, but Pollard far more efficient with his carries. Commanders allow five and a half yards per carry, although they've only given up one rushing touchdown so far, but that figures to change here. Washington more susceptible through the air. They've given up two uh, receiving touchdowns to running backs through the air. That would be more Pollard's territory. Get this. Zeke has got negative receiving yards on the season. Jeez. It's changed a lot for him. You know, when he was a young star runner, 20, what was it, 16 when he entered the league, dude caught a lot of passes. I think he had a 70 catch year one year. That sounds right. Uh, Pollard, I think, is my prefer- – if I had to pick one, I'd take Pollard overall, but they both get C grades for the opportunity here. Uh, Cooper Rush. Turns out Cooper Rush isn't half bad. He, he looks like he yeah. quasi belongs in the NFL. In his two starts, he's completing 65% of his passes. He's got a touchdown in each game, and it's not all dink and dunk underneath stuff. He's got a bigger A dot than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. So he's slinging it downfield some. He's, so he's, he's the, the new YOLO uh, quarterback? No, he might be with Winston out. He's the first uh, undrafted quarterback to start his career 3-0 and since uh, Kurt Warner. So that's the path. Super Bowl. That's, that's, clearly. I think yeah. it's going to be the same thing. MVP Super Bowl. Yep. Um, and I was talking about ADOT. The commanders are yielding the deepest ADOT, 10 yards per pass. So some downfield stuff could become unlocked in the, over the course of this game. We're going to talk a little bit more about Noah Brown later in the show, who I do like. C.D. Lamb, commanders have allowed the seventh most receptions, the third most yards, the fourth most passing touchdowns, and they've allowed the highest average depth of target, as I mentioned before. Outside cornerback Kendall Fuller's allowed the second most yards this far, and William Jackson is questionable to play opposite him. So I like the matchups for C.D. Lamb, and he comes in with a B grade in this one. Dalton Schultz is still is shaping up as a game-time decision. I prefer you don't start him, and... He still hasn't taken a, a full practice yet, so we're going to keep Dalton Schultz on the bench until he is healthy. All right, when we come back, take a chance on me. Nine players, not normally in your starting lineup. We will tell you who they are when we come back. Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. 
they fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of and the then have, Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that. And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Take a chance on me. Nine players, not normally in your starting lineup. These are all guys that you can find in many cases on the waiver wire or maybe sitting on your bench that deserve a start this week. We begin at the quarterback position and Scott Fish, who you got? Yes, I am going with Geno Smith. Gets a matchup against the Lions, the third worst D against fantasy quarterbacks after looking pretty legitimate so far this season, Geno Smith has. Uh, Coming off his best game of the bunch against a similarly lowly ranked defense last week where he dropped 325 yards and two scores. Add to that, the Lions haven't had trouble scoring at will. Who thought we'd be saying that about the Lions uh, in 2022? And the Seahawks are four-point dogs, four-and-a-half-point dogs uh, in the second-highest Vegas total for the week. So they'll probably be throwing to stay in line. All right. Matt, you'll take a chance on me, quarterback. I've got Andy, the Redcoat, Dalton, uh, Jameis Winston looking he's doubtful. He's rifle, I thought. No, in, in London, he's the Redcoat. Oh. Get it? Uh, yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Uh, okay. Winston looking doubtful for Sunday morning's game in London, so you got to get him out of your lineups for sure. You could throw in Andy Dalton, who faces a Vikings defense that is allowing 290 passing yards per game. Plus, Vikings pass rusher Zadarius Smith has been banged up a little bit this week in practice. Yeah, may not go. And the Vikings pass rush has been ineffective at best with only seven sacks and four quarterback hits on 122 dropbacks so far this season. That's not good. That's not good. Andy's going to have a lot of time. I've got Cleveland quarterback Jacoby Brissett, who's played extremely well in back-to-back games. Now, Brissett's never going to be a guy who just, like, breaks open a box score, but you can get good numbers out of him, and especially against the Falcons. They've allowed the fourth-most passing yards and the third-most passing touchdowns. And that, despite the fact they faced Geno Smith and Jameis Winston, who have been able to put up good Mm -hmm. box scores against them, if Geno and Winston can walk away from Atlanta with decent fantasy games, so can Jacoby Brissett. Sure. And as you'll hear later... 
Amari Cooper, David Njoku, plus matchups in this game. Plus matchups. Ooh. I hear it. Uh-huh. It's hear a tease. It. <laughs> it's a tease. Scott, who's your take a chance of me running back? I'm going over to that same Seattle-Detroit game with Craig Reynolds. Mm. I know the big pickup this week was Jamal Williams. but well, Craig, If available. If available. He was available he in like the NFL 40, 40 50% of leagues for some reason. I don't understand why. Had a couple big – Craig Reynolds, that is. Had a couple big days last year when thrust into action. Uh, really productive had two a 99 yard day 117 yard day and he was productive in the others the line the lions seem to want to use two backs and so he should get some work lions uh, number two back going back to last year routinely saw 10 plus touches swift is out till probably after the week six bye so he should be playable here against uh the sixth worst team against fantasy running backs give me 10 plus touches at that five one point five point one yards per carry the seahawks are allowing Ooh, what would that be it's right around 50. Really? Probably, probably Probably 51 uh, yards. 51, 55. Yeah. Some guy, got, maybe. Yeah. Got to yeah. hope 50, for more, 60, though. 60, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, like Matt, that. who's your take a chance of me running back? Uh, one of your favorites, Charge, Sony Walkman Michelle. Oh, gross. He might look a little bit more like a disc man this week, one with the 32nd anti-skip protection because Houston's run <laughs> defense is bad. So bad that Sony might be able to take 30 seconds and actually skip into the end zone. Mm. 5.4 yards per per carry they're allowing a league high 159 rushing yards allowed per game to the running back position and austin eckler's snap count went from 47 in week two to 34 in week three and sony michelle's went up from nine to 14 now that he's been on the offense for about a month i think that they're trusting him a little bit more and the chargers have ran the ball one time from inside the five yard line this year it went to sony michelle oh gross I'm going with Philadelphia running back Kenneth Gainwell. Now, mm-hmm. every year there's a team that struggles to contain opposing runners through the air. This year, it's shaping up to be Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. As good as good of a season as that defense is having, this seems to be the problem, the thing they're struggling with. They've allowed the second most running back receptions and the most running back receiving yards, 67 per game. They've also given up a seven-catch game to a running back and an eight-catch game to a running back. Kenneth Gainwell is averaging 11 routes per game. That's enough to give him three, four, five receptions Mm -hmm. on those 11 routes, and that could be 40, 50 receiving yards. Throw in a couple extra rushes, maybe a lucky with a touchdown, and Kenneth Gainwell, serviceable play this week. Scott Fish, let's go to your take a chance on me receiver. Just to add on your gain, well, Boston Scott is out for this one. Too. Oh, yeah. do the accent. That, no, no. I not, especially like it. Not going to do that. My take a chance we on me. We don't do accents on this Wide show, receiver. So no, we have no. people who call in to do that for That's us. That's right. Uh, I am staying in that same game with a different Reynolds. Not Craig Reynolds this time. Josh Reynolds. I I actually gave him a C grade. He's more utilized last week. Led the team in snaps. And Chark has been limited in practice all week. Uh, Josh Reynolds had 38 in a scoring week, too. Six for 96 last week. Dan Campbell wants to get him more involved. Calls calls him the praying mantis spider of death. 
Which wow, is, that's, a, that's, that's praise. That's, that's, a, a should, that's a new nickname. That's a totally him. badass right there. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown out for this one. DeAndre Swift out for this one. And the top wide receiver going against the Seahawks the last three weeks, 102 yards, 63 yards, 54 yards in far lower passing volume than the Lions put up. I, I think there's a good week in store here for Josh Reynolds, who's probably in, on your waiver everywhere. All right, so you've gone back-to-back back Reynolds. Reynolds, yes. I, I think I... That's I, a wrap I, on I Reynolds. Wrapped it up oh, with Reynolds there. Oh, yeah. oh man. I'm I so couldn't sorry. find a Reynolds at quarterback to start. I tried. I'm so sorry that you did that. Uh, all, all my favorite Reynolds are in Philadelphia. Some of you know what I'm talking about right now. Uh, okay. Matt, who is your taking chance from your running back? I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go with a tight end for my receiver here, and that's uh Robert Tons of Funyan Tunyon. Mm. Uh Tunyon getting healthier every week. We've watched a snap count rise from 36 to 40 to 58% last week while seeing declining rates for Mercedes Lewis, Tyler Davis, and Josiah DeGuara. Safeties Adrian Phillips and Devin McCourty have each allowed a tight end touchdown in their coverage so far this season. In fact, in just the last two weeks, three different tight ends have four touchdowns against the Patriots. So Tunyon, a guy that you can pick up and throw in if you need a tight end this week. No, I like it. Uh, they've shown, I saw some footage of Tunyon looking downright spry in practice this week. Yeah, so I, I think the recovery and healthier. Recovery's good and they need targets. My, uh, I alluded to my take a chance on me wide receiver last segment, Dallas wide receiver, Noah Brown. I don't know why more people aren't starting Noah Brown. His worst game all year is five catches for 54 yards. Yeah. That's his bad game. It's also, by the way, about his good game. But sh- <laughs> That's probably why. Right uh, as mentioned earlier, Cooper Rush has turned out to be a functional starter. The commanders have allowed the seventh most receptions, the third most yards, and the fourth most passing touchdowns. And the highest average depth of target. Maybe un- maybe gets a long pass in this yeah. one. Noah Brown. Gallup is playing, but Noah Brown, I think Noah Brown and Cooper Rush have that practice chemistry. Yes. That, that, that might be what it is. Look at, look at Thursday night. Teddy Bridgewater walks in, and all he can find is Trent Shurfield. Yep. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, there, there is. Absolutely. Yeah, there is. Okay, let's go to our next matchup, which is the Seahawks, Seahawks. and Lions. You've already talked about three A players lot of them. in this matchup. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Are there I any have. more Reynolds that we can yeah. start? I tried, man. I just the couldn't find any. Ryan. <laughs> Always start Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. The Seattle passing offense gets a great matchup here against Lions uh, D that's third worst against qu- quarterbacks. That's why Geno Smith was my take a chance on me player. But they've also allowed six different wide receivers to top 75 yards and or score so far just in three games. Mm. That's led to a bottom eight ranking. Uh, that's where I give Tyler Lockett an A grade. I can't believe I'm wow. doing that. Uh, okay. But he has been Geno's safety valve. He's corralled nine balls on 11 targets in back-to-back games. Nine times. Yeah, that's nine a lot of catches. Times. Nine catches. Uh, he hasn't scored yet, but that should probably come with that kind of volume. I will say, as far as scoring goes, DK Metcalf caught Geno's lone touchdown. He caught a couple touchdowns in Geno's three games last year. DK Metcalf has six red zone targets. All other Seattle wide receivers have one. Wow. And I'm really excited to watch him versus Jeff Okuda this weekend. Because when asked about facing off against Jeff Okuda, DK Metcalf said, yeah, he's playing well. He's getting a lot of help over the top. (laughs) <laughs> that's a, I, I saw that. That's a, I saw that. Nice, that's great. Nice shot there. Yeah. Uh, so I have a B grade on DK Metcalf for his likelihood to get in the end zone. Um, 
As long as the tight ends continue to split, they are, and the, as like they are, they will be on the bench. I'm going to note this because Cleveland had this thing yet last year. Seattle tight ends combined for nine for 105 and a score last week. Wow. They combined for eight and 102 and two scores in week one. Like, if there's some injuries and it turns into one person, yeah. keep an eye on that. They are using the tight end a lot. Um, In the run game, uh, I have an Oh, man, I can't believe I have an A grade on Rashad Penny. How you is do? that possible? Oh, that, no, it's a B. That does not seem possible. It's a B grade. It's a B grade. Seems like it might be a B plus. I don't know. I have, I have a, yeah, ooh, I have a B grade on Rashad Penny, who gets almost all the work against a Detroit Rundy that's allowed two rushing scores in each of its first three games. Mm. Two, two, and two. That's, that's a bad. lot of rushing that's touchdowns. Uh, the yards are kind of middle of the pack, though. 26 touches per game, 135-yard average. The B go- comes because Penny's role seems to be dwindling. They're not giving him more than 14 or 15 touches. DJ Dallas took over all the passing down work last week. And Ken Walker, he's looming. He's getting more snaps and touches. I mean, he's not getting much yet, but that's why the B grade comes in. On the other side of the ball, Jared Goff, I got a B grade on him. He's Even with Amon Ross St. Brown out, this offense seems to tick. I think they're just going to move it down the line. He's averaging about 250 yards and over two scores per game against a Seattle D that's been mostly untested. They held Jimmy G and Mariota's passing days down. But uh, against Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson had 340 yards and a score, and I compare Russell Wilson and Jared Goff pretty close. (laughs) At least the the current version of (laughs) Russell Wilson (laughs) to this current version of Jared Goff. I think that's actually fair. The concerns here are, you know, Swift is Swift is missing this one. Amon Razao, TJ Hawkinson's coming in gimpy. So I can't give him an A, but he's going to get a B. In the uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, C grade here. The the Seattle Seahawks are allowing about five catches for 80 yards per game to tight ends. And Hawkinson's going to get all the work instead of that being split up. Yeah. And Amon Ra's out. So I, I have a, I have, a, I had a C grade. Maybe I should give him a B. What do you think, Charge? If he were healthy. Is there something in between there? No. Okay. Let's go with well, the C. I mean, there is today, but I don't <laughs> see any points. You let's... have one shot. <laughs> do not miss your chance. C grade. In the run game, Jamal Williams is getting a B grade. Seattle has been destroyed by running backs this year, especially if you count Debo's 50 yard, 54 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. The lead back against the Seahawks, 108 yards, 103 yards, 153 yards. That's Williams' role, and he gets the goal line work, but the secondary back is averaging 67 yards in, and in himself, and that's why Craig Reynolds was my take a chance on me, Blair. Uh, Jamal Williams, like I said, B grade if I didn't know. I think I said it. Right? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Um, and he was uh, a very solid start. Craig yeah. Reynolds might be the starter, by the way. He might just take D- D- I, Swift's role. I almost and let Williams put that. Be Williams. I almost put that in my take a chance. I mean, there is a non-zero chance that yeah. Craig Williams is the starter, and they just keep Jamal Williams doing what he's yeah. been doing because it's it's working. My my only caveat against that is last year, uh, Jamal Williams started, and and Craig Williams only started the games that Jamal Williams didn't play. That's my only caveat. When we come back. Checking in from jolly old England, it's our London correspondent, Colin McCockney, to give us everything you need to know about Vikings versus Saints. Jolly old. At Tottenham Hotspur. I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it. You got it. The, That's you know, correct. Tottenham you got Hotspur, it. whatever that means. Those are two words that do not mean anything to me. Mm. It, it's just all gibberish. So I, I don't even know what it could put it. Football charge. Football. We will, uh, we'll find out what's going to happen from Colin McCockney when we come back. Fantasy Football Weekly.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Scott Fish and Matt Harrison with you. Oh, man, I'm uh, so excited. I know you oh, are, man. man. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, as a reminder, speaking of exciting, you can still join a guillotine league. Matt, you're in a few guillotine leagues. I got chopped in week no. two in one. And then uh, my Scott Fishbowl Super Chop, still alive and well. Picked up four guys in my fab run this week. Ooh, that was fun. All right. I love to hear those kinds of stories. Uh, thank you for chiming in, Matt. Uh, we are now are ready to go to Vikings taking on the Saints. And Colin McCockney, our oh, resident uh, our resident specialist for all things London related. Yeah, he's in Britain this time, right? Yes, he he's, is. He's in, live he's in, in the we're, UK. Yeah, we're calling him right now. Okay. Calling Colin McCockney to get him uh, on the show. It's um of course it takes uh it takes a, a little while. Yeah, dialing uh, internationally, you got to yeah, you got to exactly. type in like 47 numbers. Yeah, I, I feel that, like I think that's exactly right. You know, you always get the weird ringing sounds when you yeah. when you're you know working in Europe or whatever. So yeah. we'll try to get Colin here. Colin, I think do we do we do we have Colin? Colin McCock. Ah, Colin. Hello, Gavin. Good oh. to talk to you in London, Colin. Many so are coming to Scotland and Darian songs the French. Oh, I I don't know what that means entirely, no. but I know the Vikings I... are taking on the Saints at Tottenspur something something. <laughs> Tottenham Tot Spurs. Yes. Wow. Wake up, Justin Lids, and pull up ye lions lay on little collie boy. Give you a lump of ice. Um, Jockey boy. Do me the good. No box of toys for you. Uh, fishy, fishy, you hear me? I do, I do. Me 
I'll, I'll translate for you. Yeah, thank I'll you. try. What does that mean? Uh, he, he's just about to start, and he wants me to translate, and I oh, said I will. Oh, okay, okay, all right, yeah. all right. I wasn't sure if we that was there was a player in there. Okay. No, no. So, Colin, what do you think about the all Vikings? Right. And what do you think the Vikings might do here? Church, me uncle's kid goes up in apples and pears. He's seeing a face in a gravy D that goes borrow and beg, bottle and chopper. Well, basically, he just said Kirk Cousins is getting a C grade. He's facing a Saints defense that's top three in completions, yards, and touchdowns allowed through the air. Ah, yeah. that's what he said. Okay. Yeah. Oi! Oi! Jetty boy Jefferson gets a pimple and blotch. A pimple and blotch? Eel mostly boat race, Batty Roby. But they cop an oily rag from Jimmy Dodger Williams. Jamie Roby Dodger Williams. Of a sheet and Nightcap Williams has allowed a chuffin' only two Tic Tacs. Jeffy might weep and wail with the rats and mice. <laughs> can wow. you say chuffing on the air? Is that is that is that something we can say? Is that an FCC violation to he, say chuffing? He, he, that's not what he said. But oh, he said I don't understand he, what he said at all. Uh, no. No. Uh, it's I I do at you least do? I do it's all that Scott, me? Scottish in me. It's, oh, what did, yeah, what did basically you, say? you just said Justin Jefferson gets a B. Uh, he'll mostly face Bradley Roby, but uh, may get bracketed by PJ Williams. That uh, he had an interesting name for PJ Williams, but oh, that's that's what chopper? he said. Okay. Yeah, Roby's allowing 12 yards per receptions and reception, and Williams is allowing only two passing scores given up by the Saints this year in his coverage. Um, he also might be the Squeaky wheel. I think he said squeaky wheel in there. Oh, in, in his there, there, squeak, there might have been a squeaky wheel. But. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. Sorry, he he said he here. said with the rats and mice. Uh, so I think uh, that's that's. Blooming game on the chopping bench, right? Including Addie Phelan, right? Ozzy Osbourne, right? <laughs> and Swervey Jr. There's not enough Scotch myths for twerky flirty around number two pig and roast. Getting three in tea time against the French. Scott? Yeah, yeah, you understood all that, right? I, I think I think we're supposed to bench Adam but, Thielen and it, KJ Osborne. That's exactly what he said. He okay. said bench Thielen, bench Osborne, bench Irv Smith. Not enough passing stats to go around. Number two receivers averaging like three catches for 30 yards against the Saints. Yeah. Uh tight ends averaging three catches for 21 yards as a position group. That's that's really all he said. Just bench them all. I got it. Got yeah. it. He feels like he could have shortened that. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is. We haven't touched on Dalvin Cook yet, have we? Ruby Murray, Dalvin Alamo, not bleeding hurt Thursday or Friday. But Colin thinks there's a fisherman's daughter. Old Al Maddie gets Helsa Skelsa. Nine, three hundred in and out, give and take, and a merry-go-round. Okay, so he said uh, Dalvin wasn't listed on the injury report Thursday or Friday, but he thinks there's a good chance that Madison might get some more work for this game. I can't uh, believe he thinks that. Can I you, kind of agree with Colin really? on you that. You agree with really? yeah, uh, I think Madison gets a little bit more work. In this interesting. Game. All right. Well, yeah, I suppose he's got the shoulder. Yeah. Um, the Saints have seen a high amount of touches go to the running back position in each game, averaging over 30 per contest. So I guess maybe he's right. Um, they've allowed the ninth most rushing yards on the season to running backs at 109 per game. So Colin gave Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison both C grades. C grade for them both. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not Colin. with Colin on this one. Yeah. I think I think Colin's been uh, tilting Boy. tilting the yeah. ales, if you know what Andy I mean. Dalton. Yes. 
Andy Dalton, cock. Yeah. Ninja, pen and ink, porky pie. <laughs> that, that's what he calls his take on. Matt's take on. Oh, yeah, that's Colin's that take on. Oh, okay, got it. Got it. Colin, yes. Last time Alvin tumbled Matt's. down the sink, he put bloody 155 and six on the floor. Oh, he I remember that. Up a stool. The chuffing cuts and scratches have been bottom 10 cup of flower pots. Alvin gets a collar and cup. Okay, that time he definitely did say chuffing. I, I uh, guess uh, it's it's we're doing a lot of chuffing in yeah. this. In this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he said last time Alvin faced the Vikings, he had 155 in y- yards and six touchdowns, and he predicts exactly the same amount for <laughs> Alvin Kamara. This, I think that's what he said. Uh, I know he said he, that Kamara was limited in practice and averaging 17 opportunities per game, and the Vikings have a bottom run, a bottom 10 run defense. He gave Alvin an A, but I'm pretty sure he also guaranteed. 155 yards and six touchdowns. That sounds like something Colin might do. Yeah. All right, Colin, what do you think about the passing game? Ah, Mikey, Tom, Pony, and Jugs on a raspberry. Jarvis has been on the knockout Ryan Tinkle. Chris Olave and Traquan will spot a sugar basin, Roy. He gets sorky with Sandyland. <laughs> Fatty Pat stays on the blooming left, and Dancy Camera stays on the bleeding right. So the bloody French will have a chuffing daisies for plaster. Bristol City and a chalk farm. Wow. Wow. So he's just said, you know, Michael Thomas is ruled out. Jarvis Landry has been limited yeah, with an ankle hurt. injury. Yeah. yeah. So Chris Olave yeah. and Traycon Smith will see a lot of work. He said, he, this is, man, this is a lot. He said, if Landry goes, he gets a C with a favorable matchup against the Vikings slot corner, Chandon Sullivan. Patrick Peterson stays on the left side and Cameron Dantzler stays on the right. So the Saints will have opportunity to move Alave and Smith to whatever side they like to get the coverage they want. Alave gets the B grade from Colin and Smith, Traquan Smith. Wow. Surprise C grade. That is a surprise. Wow. Colin with some uncanny insight. Maybe Colin, since he's on the ground in London, Maybe he spied spied yeah. on their practices and saw something. Could be. He that noted be that it. the Vikings have allowed the third most passing yards in the league this year. Maybe that's part maybe of it. That's, but wow. That is it. Wow. Yeah. Oi, Colton, Mike. Clever and a gypsy's kiss. Calling out. Calling out. Calling out. That's it. I guess that's Why it. were we talking about Colin like he wasn't on the phone with us just now? <laughs> we were talking about him in the third person. He was right there. Could have just <laughs> asked Colin a lot of these questions myself. Yeah. What I think I like best about Colin. Well, you needed me to translate is, because if you ask me, I can give you the answer. That's if, a good point. Exactly. If Col- Colin would just Colin. repeat I, the I can stuff. never understand what he says. Yeah. No, it's very hard to understand what Colin says. Yeah. But what I like best about him is no pluses or minuses. That's the best thing about Colin. He's just straight. Well, shooter. I'm not sure he gave I, a letter I, I grade, grade at all. Yeah, I, give you, I, give <laughs> I, I think that's probably just a metric system type of thing. <laughs> Browns take on the Falcons and. Uh, let's start with the Cleveland side. Nick Chubb is an obvious A. Amari Cooper has back-to-back 100-yard games, something that never happened in Dallas. Never had a back-to-back 100-yard game, but he's done it here. Turns out Cooper needed Jacoby Brissett as his trigger man. Atlanta's secondary <laughs> is atrocious against receivers, giving up the third-most receptions, fifth-most yards, and being gashed for a league-high six touchdowns to the position. So Amari Cooper gets an A grade here. I already told you Jacoby Brissett was my take-a-chance-on-me quarterback. I've got a B grade on him and a B grade on David Njoku. Falcons have been destroyed by tight ends so far, giving up 74 yards per game to the position, fifth-most in the league. 
Njoku leads the team in red zone targets while the fourth most among uh, all tight ends. So this seems like a very good spot for Njoku to keep the momentum going. And if you need potentially a dart throw, how about... Donovan oh my, oh my God! <laughs> I just got stabbed. That's not a stab. That is clear. I got hit by a spear. <laughs> That's clearly a dart again. You hit me again. I mentioned the Falcons' secondary woes. Non-number one wide receivers have had a good fantasy game in every matchup against Atlanta. Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Dart throw opportunity here. And then the uh, only other Brown player I'll mention. Kareem Hunt, troublingly, he's seen his snap share decrease in every week. You can't even count on the handful of receptions he was getting. He's averaging just three catches for 18 yards. That's not much. And Atlanta's been great against receiving running backs anyway. Chubb doesn't get all the goal line work, but he gets more of it than Hunt does. So I've just got the C grade on Kareem Hunt here. I believe Kareem Hunt has faced the most eight-man fronts in the league wow, this year. that seems improbable. According to next-gen stats. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know why I would, but okay. They're stopping him. I, uh, maybe it's working. Maybe that's it. On the Atlanta side, Cordell Patterson's been great, but he popped up on the injury report. He is expected to go for this one. Uh, the only time Cordell Patterson's been held below 120 rushing yards was week two when he faced pro football Focus's best run defense in the other two games. He's averaging almost seven yards per carry on 39 carries in those two games. I'm just going to add to the Patterson thing. Yeah, he's got a slight knee thing, but the team confirmed it was mostly just rest. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And is Tyler Algier starting himself? He is not. Okay. Uh, Cleveland hasn't given up uh, more than 62 rushing yards to any runner, so this is not a smash spot. And a B grade on Cordero Patterson. Um, let's go to the receivers in this one, beginning with Kyle Pitts. Cleveland has allowed over 40 yards to a tight end in every game. Pitts will see coverage from linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, who has struggled, giving up an 83% catch rate and two touchdowns when targeted. Or their safety, Grant Delpit, who also covers tight ends, and he's yielding a 100% catch rate in his coverage. So a B grade on Kyle Pitts, who saw the big ups, uptick in usage mm -hmm. last week. Yeah. Drake London, B grade. Browns allowing the sixth most air yards and second highest average depth of targets. So some downfield opportunities for Drake London. They're also allowing 107 yards after the catch per game. Jeez. And London flashed some playmaking ability last week. I like him in this one for a B grade. And then Marcus Mariota. If I like Pitts in London in a B grade, I, I got to like Mariota again. He was my take a chance on me quarterback last week. Mariota's performed like a starting fantasy quarterback. Sneakily startable. He is. He's, he's quarterback 12 in yeah. most scoring systems. This despite Atlanta throwing the second fewest passes, just 26 per game. So he's been efficient. <laughs> he's running the ball some. Um, it's a good opportunity for him. So we'll continue starting Marcus Mariota, even though it doesn't feel like, you know. I love that they've thrown the second fewest passes at 27, 27 per game. The Bears have completed exactly 27 passes this season. Oh, it's, it's staggering. <laughs> the Jets are 27 per half. Our, 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 good, our good friend, Andy Barons, looked it up. He looked up the Bears stats in 1977, and this isn't even a 1977 <laughs> offense. This is like prehistoric it's offense. It's Do you think Mike helmet. Zimmer and Bill Belichick are just like drooling over this Bears uh, offense like, right oh, now? Oh, I love it. Oh, it just runs. <laughs>
Uh, all of my player rankings available for free at guillotineleagues.com. You can also join a new league, either with your friends in a private league, or you can play against others in a public league at guillotineleagues.com. When we come back for hour number two, it's three tough questions with our panel of experts. Play along. See if you can go 3-0 and on Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. It is our number two, Fantasy Football Weekly, and this is a game we like to call Three Tough Questions. Tough question number one. From this point forward, J.K. Dobbins, Baltimore running back, J.K. Dobbins, will finish as a top 10 runner, 11 through 20 runner, or worse, 21 plus runner. Oh, I see you using plus again. <laughs> 21 or more. Mm-hmm. Does that make you feel better? Yes. All right. Uh, Scott, let's begin with you. Yeah, so my initial thought process here was top 10. Um, I think he's got that potential. They run a ton, et cetera. Then I started looking. They don't run as much as they did last year. Lamar's passing has improved quite a bit, and they're able to do it that way. Uh, It really depends on other injuries to other players as well. Uh, Baltimore runners have also been pretty dang ineffective this year, including J.K. Dobbins. Their line is not getting good run blocking for them. So I went with 11 to 20 simply because I think his volume bumps up to that 14 to 18 touch range, including a full a few catches. But they're going to still split that backfield, and they're not running as much or as efficient as in previous years. All right, Matt, will J.K. Dobbins from this point forward finish as a top 10 runner, an 11 through 20 runner, or worse? 
Uh, I think Scott hit on a lot of my points. Uh, he's probably going to be split in time with Justice Hill or Kenyon Drake or Gus Edwards when everyone's healthy and Mike Davis is still there. Plus, right now, the Ravens are the worst running back group in the league, and it leads me to believe that there's just a chance that Dobbins could take over the backfield and put up some decent points, but I just think there's too many things working against him with the injury. So I'll say he stays outside the 20s at 21-plus. You, Tony, oh, so you're over. I'm uh, over. I, I'm, I'm not okay. feeling good right, about right. it. Yeah, because of the monumental challenge of getting by Mike Davis and Justice Hill and Kenyon Drake. Yes, okay. that's what Got I. It. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins will finish as a top 10 runner, and in part because, name me the other top 10 runners. Lamar Jackson will finish as a top 10 runner. <laughs> yeah, he might. That's their top runner. I think he's RB11 right There's, now. <laughs> right now, the top 10 running back situation is wide open. That's true. There's nobody who wants it. How about James Robinson, Cordero Patterson, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, yeah, all in the top 10. Uh, I know, right? How, how much sticking power does Clyde Edwards Alaire have as a top 10 running back? Yep. Almost none. He's stuck on they, that team despite not doing much for years. You're right that the Ravens are passing more this year and running less. It's because they've had to. Yeah. When Dobbins gets rolling, they're going to go back to who they are and who Greg Roman okay. is, and that is a run-first team. Tough question number two. Should we sabotage drop Allen Robinson, Matt? No, because he's still above 92% in snap counts every game this year. And yeah, his targets have only been five and five in the last two weeks. But fundamentally, this offense likes to pass the ball. Robinson scored a touchdown in week two. And I can't cut a guy on a good offense with a 92% snap share. Scott, should we sabotage drop Allen Robinson? Arguably my biggest miss of the year. My anti-peacock. What did, what do we call oh, that? A wait, mongoose no, or something? No, we've <laughs> got no, we do have the mongoose. This is the eating crow oh. sound right yeah. here. Okay. And sure. as a double up, I was Yeah. That's just bad. Um, I will note I to add to Matt's exactly right. he did score a touchdown. He actually had another touchdown that got called back on a penalty that didn't matter, and another that he was just missed. Like he could be staying on three touchdowns, and maybe we're looking at this a little differently right now. Um Matt mentioned he's he's playing almost the entire game in a, in a really good passing offense. He's running routes on almost every single play. My initial thought was yes on this, but when I weighed all that out, I'm like, he's not quite droppable level. Like, he's bench level, but he's probably not quite droppable level, sabotage drop level. The stats for Allen Robinson yeah. are damning, and I, the eye test is even worse. Yeah, the eye his, test is not good either. His av he's averaging two catches for 27 yards. That's all. And when you look at him, and I hate to the project into the mind of a player, but what he from the outside, he looks slow yep. and disinterested. You do not see obvious signs of interest, passion, excitement, effort, determination. I don't see any of that stuff in Allen Robinson. Yep. I don't need those guys on my team. I can find a guy to get I can find a lot of guys that can be two catches for twenty seven yards. I can tell you that much. I am drop. I'm yeah. the whole point of the sabotage drop is to sucker guys like you into using <laughs> waiver wire equity on him. I hope he scores a, guys like you. I hope he scores an easy touchdown this Sunday. You drop him on Monday or Tuesday. And make somebody use some. I hope he has him. a great game this and then week, you and then you and drop him. him. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of it. I'm fine with it. Tough question number three. James Robinson, Jacksonville running back. James Robinson, currently the third highest scoring running back. Will he finish the year inside the top 10? We begin with Scott Fish. 
So in order to do that, he needs a couple things to happen. He needs this Jags offense to be what it was the last two weeks. And if this is the real Trevor Lawrence and the real Jags offense, he needs that. He needs Travis Etienne to not continue to progress forward and step up. He needs Etienne to continue being bad. Um, We've already kind of mentioned who's in the top 10 right now. Like, can he stay <laughs> Can he stay with the, the people there in the top 10 right now? Another thing I looked at is in the net for the rest of the season, he has nine games against bottom 12 run defenses, including games against the worst, second worst, third worst, fourth worst, and fifth worst teams as their current run defenses anyway. Um, he's currently RB3 with 20 and 25 touches in the last two weeks. If he can stay in the 15 to 20 run range, 20 touch range, I think he can finish the year inside the top 10. I didn't think I would come away from this at the start, but I think he can. All right, so that's a yes. It's for a Scott yes. Fish. Matt, Jacksonville running back James Robinson, currently the third highest scoring running back. Will he finish the year inside the top 10? No meaningful player has ever come back to relevance after an Achilles injury. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> I was not exactly right. According to Next Gen Stats, James Robinson average time behind the line of scrimmage is 2.83 seconds. The best in the league is 2.5 seconds. So three-tenths of a second. He's top 20 in that category. He's ahead of Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara. Do I want a lot of time behind the line of scrimmage or very little time? Little because time. You little, first, little, you got, little. You, you it's, it's showing that he's, he's, he's getting, getting moving out, forward. He's getting out of the, the, the backfield. moving forward quickly. He has first. He's getting out of the backfield. The line is opening holes, and he's hitting them. He's also scoring touchdowns, which he did in each game so far this year, which he did last year, and that's what he did the year before. That's the trend. He's going to finish top 10 because he scores touchdowns. You know, we in the preseason, we frequently said these Achilles injuries, nobody ever yeah. comes back. The, we hoped, you know, we were like, we hope we're wrong. Hopes at some point it's going to change. Most of that was talking about Cam Akers, mm -hmm. not James Robinson. Eye test. Yeah. He looks great. And the Jacksonville offense is clearly better. Doug Peterson's in the, in the running for the coach of the year to this point. Yeah. And... Uh the fifth winningest Jaguars coach of all time. Already. Exactly. Three games in. I'm going to say something a little hot takey. I think he looks a, almost a little bit more explosive than he did before. For some reason, maybe just all that training to get it back. The correct answer is yes. James Robinson, top 10 running back. Right now, and what that really means, if you think, for example, Christian McCaffrey is not going to be in the top 10, imagine the deals you can swing right now with James Robinson. You can get a top 10 wide receiver and James Robinson yeah, for CMC you, right now. That could be the, exactly my point. Broncos are taking on the Ravens, Scott. Let's start on the Broncos side. Russell Wilson has been a massive disappointment for his fantasy owners, as discussed on this show last week. I mean, like, is it a disappointment? He averaged 203 yards weeks 4 through 17 last year. He's averaging 247 oh, yards you, this you year. You made like, this point last he's week. Better. He is, he's better. He's actually looking he better than he did last year. Um, no. Uh, still, on the Broncos side, I'm actually giving Russell Wilson a B, which might be the highest grade I give him all year. So that probably says something about uh, how, like, how much I like like him in this one. Uh, every QB to face the Raiders this year has had between 260 and 280 yards right okay, in that right, zone yeah. yep. <laughs> and, and two to three touchdowns each. Uh, granted, two of those were rushing touchdowns, and that's not Russ's game anymore, but it's still a great matchup who showed in week one with that 300 plus in a score game that he's still capable of it in the right matchup. And I think this is that right matchup. B grade for Russell Wilson. Mm. As for his receiving options, the only starting grade I gave is 
Cortland Sutton, the top wide receiver against the Raiders last three weeks, 66 yards, 68 yards, 85 yards. That's actually not that stout, but the volume wasn't there for those guys. Sutton is getting double-digit targets every week. Well, at least the last two. Yeah. Anyway. Although uh, Judy figures to siphon off some of those, yeah. but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting there. Uh, but Judy, another week back, and Hamler as well. There will be a little more target competition. Uh, that's why Sutton's only getting the B instead of the A in, in what should be a decent matchup. I have Judy... I had him with a bench grade. I've moved him up to a C grade because as I thought about it, he still commanded six targets in his return last week, only playing 59% of the snaps. And he missed a 40, there was a 45 yard play to him that didn't connect. That connects. We look at his box score way different yeah, this week sure. than we, than we do. So I gave a C grade to Jerry Judy, who should factor in once again, uh, the tight ends oh, splitting. Disaster. They're we on the bench. Need to spend yep, time that's where dropped. I'm going. They're all, they're all in the waiver yep, wire. Just drop them. Uh, the run game. I have a B grade on Javante and a C grade on Melvin Gordon because of the split. They split 18 touches to 17 touches last week. We hoped for more of a Javante lean. It didn't happen last week. This is the third easiest matchups for runners and the fifth best for receiving backs. But Gordon's getting receiving work too. But he is I'm, dinged up into this one though. Yes, that's what that's exactly where I'm going to. <laughs> uh that Melvin Gordon has been limited in practice with a neck injury. All expectations are he's gonna go and be fine. But neck injuries are tricky. And mm -hmm. if he doesn't go, it is wheels up A grade for Javante Williams. Well, I would like to think, but Mike Boone has been making an appearance, and Mike Boone might just walk into that the, role. The, the interesting part about Boone is he's not playing very many snaps, but when he does, he actually touches the ball. That's yeah. <laughs> very weird that he comes in for like 10 snaps and then gets like seven touches or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I made up those numbers, but that's pretty close to what it is. The Raiders allowing 31 touches per game. You can expect probably a similar workload to last week if Gordon does play. On the Raiders' side, Carr is basically attempting uh, about 40-ish passes game, high 200s and yards, gets two scores per week. That's B-level uh, B level stats right there. And his opponents, opponent this week, the Denver Broncos, hard to judge. They played Geno Smith, Davis Mills, Jimmy G. Um, Carr will be their first test, so I'm going to lean towards his B-level averages yeah. and just give him a B. Um, Devontae Adams is going to get an A. The yards haven't been there, but he's scored in all three. He's gained 11 targets per game. It is the toughest matchup, but again, who have they played? Um, nobody's hit 75 yards against the Broncos. I'm going to give Mac Hollins a C grade with Hunter Renfro two Still weeks out. now. Yeah. He's been out with his concussion. I'm a little worried there. But Mac Hollins is finding himself with a C grade here. 80 of his yards last week came on wing and a prayer type plays. Yeah. But it says something that Carr trusted him in those. And the volume's been there for two straight weeks for him. So C grade there. Devontae Adams is the most double teamed receiver other than Cooper Cup. Yeah. And then so Mark, Matt Collins got these one-on-one -on -one matchups and Carr's yep. just like, fine, I'll sling it downfield. Exactly. Exactly. Uh I'm, go I'm giving Darren Waller a B. It's mostly his upside and talent because the Broncos have not really faced any tight ends yet, but they did surrender two scores in those three games. Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs is gained a C game and C grade in the run game for me. The Broncos are tops against fantasy running backs, but, but mostly because they just haven't allowed a touchdown. That's If you don't allow any touchdowns over three games, that's going to happen. They allowed 106 total yards to Jeff Wilson. Uh, Rashad Penny and Damian Pierce had 60 to 70 yards, but I wouldn't count on on a score. Derek Carr leads the NFL in attempts inside the five, inside the 10, inside the 15, and inside the 20. Just really once they get inside the red zone, 
car passes. All right. And and to make things worse, Josh Jacobs, know how many carries he has inside the five and three games? Uh, Two for negative one yards. They do not run the ball anywhere near the goal, so don't count on a score this week either. All right. C grade. C grade on Josh Jacobs. Uh, A a predictably disappointing season for Josh Jacobs to this point. He gets the volume. It's just not a lot of yards and not, you know, mid yards and not much scoring. Matt, let's try to sneak in Chargers taking on the Texans here. Is this an Austin Eckler rebound game? Um, yes, it it certainly is. I gave him an A grade here. Uh, I I, kind of went over the Texans run defense in my take a chance on me segment featuring Sony Walkman Michelle, who also gets a C grade here. Uh, Staying on the Chargers side, let's start with Keenan Allen, who's out again. So Mike Williams gets a solid B. Uh, He'll do most of his work against rookie Derek Stingley Jr. Of the 15 players who have dropped into coverage for the Texans this year, Stingley ranks the worst by pro football focus grade by a lot. He's allowing 14 yards per reception. Hmm. Josh Palmer gets a C as well. Uh, With Allen gone, Palmer flexes into the slot more where he'll face a positive matchup against Desmond King. King basically had the last two weeks off against the Bears and the weird Broncos pass game. But in week one, he was torched for 91 yards from the Indy slot receivers. Jalen Guyton, by the way, placed on AR with it, or IR with yeah. an ACL injury, by the way. Uh, Gerald Everett, he's an interesting play. I'm going to leave him on the bench this week. The Texans have only allowed eight catches to tight ends all season. Plus, we might see the return of Donald Parham this Ooh. week. Mm-hmm. All right. Which could, I'm hearing, Scott and I are like the only yes. people who yeah. care. That, that, We're big Donald Parham yep, guys. That could reduce a few of Everett's snaps in this one. Uh, I like enough of the receivers, though, to give Justin Air Bear a B grade here. Uh, there he is. Uh, he was definitely not his normal self last week against the Jags, but definitely... Uh, still put up some decent numbers, 297 yards on 45 dropbacks. Uh, The Texans have been good against the pass on paper, but again, they played the Bears, and they played Russ Wilson, who hasn't been very good the week before. Uh, Over on the Houston side, it's pretty quick. Damian Pierce, he gets a B grade. The Chargers are allowing 5.3 yards per carry to opposing backs and the sixth most receiving yards per game. That means Rex Burkhead and his five targets per game might Mm. be a desperation play if you're in dire straits. But Pierce took over the backfield over the last two weeks with 48 touches to Burkhead's nine. Davis Mills hasn't looked great this year, but he catches the Chargers without Joey Bosa. So I'll throw him a C grade here. Uh, If you're into 260 yards and two scores, that's probably what you'll see from Mills here. Is that's that's a, a good game. That's two sixty and two. That's a C grade. Yeah. Oh, or is it a? Uh, maybe a C plus today. Enjoy yeah, it while today. you can, Matt. Uh, Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> Brian is going to be so mad Breathe when he gets back. It in. Uh, that's what the Chargers are giving up on a per game basis. It means I have to like a receiver. It will be Brandon Cooks who gets a B. Almost ten targets per game. He's facing a Chargers defense that is bottom eight in receptions and touchdowns allowed to the wide receiver position. I can't go as far as Nico Collins, who's still not quite getting a full snap share. He's splitting it with Chris Moore right now, and it's mm. just just not enough to get going. All right. When we come back, plenty more matchups to get to, including the Bills taking on the Ravens. Ravens' defense has been bad, giving up the most yards per play in the NFL, and here come the Bills. Track beat. Is there anybody you don't start on the Bills' side? Find out when we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Scott Fish and Matt Harrison with you. We encourage you to follow us on Twitter. I am at Paul Charchian. You'll just need to spell it out and figure that part out. Scott Fish is at ScottFish24, and Matt Harrison is at Explosive Output. True. Bills take on the Ravens. The Ravens defense is awful against everything right now. <laughs> so there's a lot of this is going to be pretty short. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are obvious A grades. If Gabe Davis were healthy, I would also just be saying he's an obvious A grade too, but we'll talk it through because he's not 100%. He is the NFL's leader in routes run per game. Gabe Davis, 54 routes per game. Unbelievable. Of course, it helps when the Bills had ran, I think, 92, 94 offensive plays last game. Baltimore surrendered the most receptions, the most yards, and the second most touchdowns to wide receivers. So Gabe Davis, if you want to roll the dice on him not rolling his ankle, B grade on Gabe Davis. Isaiah McKenzie comes in with a B grade. Baltimore's slot cornerback is named Demarion Williams. He's allowed the 10th most yards and two touchdowns already. He's also allowed the third most yards after the catch from the slot. And McKenzie's got game-breaking athleticism. And if you are looking for a dart throw player, Ow! Jamison Crowder also runs from the slot. He could be a modest fantasy helper with a C grade himself. And rounding out the uh, the receiving options for C grades, we've got Dawson Knox. Baltimore's held opposing tight ends to less than 45 yards in every game, but they've already given up two touchdowns. And Patrick Queen, linebackers, turned out to be a massive um, liability and coverage. He's given up 200 yards 
in his coverage so far. So Dawson Knox, who hasn't done much, gets a C grade in this game. And Devin Singletary. It's time to start him with confidence in this one. The Ravens mm. have been hemorrhaging yards to Gotta running backs, motor. allowing 148 total yards per game. That is the eighth most to running backs. And Singletary appears to have retaken the Buffalo backfield. He saw 73% of the snaps last week. Singletary was also reintroduced to the passing game. 11 targets, 9 receptions, 78 receiving yards, all career highs for Singletary last week. Again, these Ravens aren't great. I've got an optimistic B grade on Devin Singletary for this game. Over to the Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews are obvious A grades. We'll give a B grade to Rashad Bateman. Normally, I'm pretty cautious with Bateman, and I would be in this matchup, but starting cornerback Dane Jackson is out. Rookie Kair Elam will make his second career start. That is a matchup Bateman should be able to exploit. And beyond Dane Jackson, Micah Hyde's out. Tredavious White's out. Granted, Baltimore did a great job against Miami's weapons last week, but still, Lamar Jackson is just so hot right now. I want part of all of his receivers. Mm-hmm. I got a B grade on Rashad Bateman here. Devin Duvernay is... The number two receiver for the league's hottest quarterback. So yeah. we're going to start him as well, C grade. And lastly, J.K. Dobbins. Nine touches in his first game back last week. It's not saying a lot, but he still led the team in touches. Uh, this is a very tough matchup, though. The Bills are only giving up 58 total yards per game to opposing running backs. That is fewest league-wide and nearly 30 yards fewer than the second-best team. So they are crushing opposing running backs. So I've got J.K. Dobbins on the bench for one more week, and then it's going to be all gravy for Dobbins after that. Things will get better, I promise. (laughs) All right, let's go to our our next matchup, and that is the Cardinals taking on the Panthers. Scott, Mm -hmm. what do you like about the Cardinals passing game and Kyler Murray in this matchup, if anything? If anything, I I like it. See, I I don't love this one for him. See, see, I I like it probably more than you. I do have a C grade on it on on Kyler Murray simply because – Kyler Murray's passing yards have been there. His rushing yards have not. He's been under 30 a week, but I feel like it's going to come back at some point. Maybe this is the week. Maybe it's not. But the Panthers' pasty was great last year. Held down Brissett and Danny Dimes this year. But he got torched by Jameis Winston last week, and I think Kyler's better than Jameis Winston. Mm. Um, he's closer to that level, if not above. My, my issues is with the passing game, though. It's AJ Brown is out. Marquise Brown is is coming in with a foot injury. We got Rondell Moore supposedly making making his return, yeah. also injured. Greg Dorch also injured. All yeah. of them limited practices. I do have a B grade on Marquise Brown. Twenty eight targets in the last two weeks. That volume alone is probably a worthy. Mm-hmm. But given the injury and the matchup, I'd knocked him down a peg to a B. Um, uh, as far as Greg Dorch and uh, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore plays the position that Greg Dorch has been feasting off of. If they, if he comes back and they split that role in a tough matchup, yeah. I think they both have to be on the bench at this point. I have a C grade on Murray. I have bench grades on them. B grade on Moore. I'm maybe gonna... I, maybe I don't love the offense as much. <laughs> See, aha! I was like, You've come around to my way. Of I thought you were going to say they were. If anything, they're not startable. But I do like Zach Ertz. I do like Zach Ertz. I. I had a B grade on him. I actually bumped it up to an A grade because of all the other injuries. He commanded 10 targets and 11 targets in his two full complement of snap games Mm -hmm. the last two weeks. Um, And he turned that into 14 catches. That's huge for a tight end. Six catches and eight catches. And everybody else is injured. I got an A grade on Ertz in this one. James Conner, who managed to play last week, but despite being questionable, still took the full workload. And he's playing a Panthers D. Got destroyed by Chubb and Hunt in week one. 
But they held the last two backs to about 80 yards. Sadly, this kind of seems like Connor, though. He's had touches in the mid-teens, like 15 touches. Not very productive. 57 yards, 55 yards, Mm -hmm. 51 yards. Maybe we're starting to see what James Connor is here. I'm giving him a C grade because he's going to get the volume, and it'll be 50, 70, 80 yards. On the other side of the ball, with Christian McCaffrey now likely to miss. Actually, I think he's out now. Maybe he's just still likely to miss at this point. He's doubtful. I have no starting grades for the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Not I, I one. I can't blame you. Not one. Wait, what about the squeaky wheel, DJ Moore? Yeah. yeah no, I, gosh. I, oh, I, I, saw, I saw that. I, bus this week. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is, is throwing basically 200 yards a game. I'm not trusting that offense. He can't get it to DJ Moore. He's not getting it to anyone. And as far as the run game with uh, Foreman and Hubbard, the answer is no. <laughs> it's just no. <laughs> they're they're going to share the load against a Cards D that hasn't allowed a runner over 70 yards? Mm. Uh, no thanks. Yeah, I don't blame you. Matt, let's go to the Jaguars and the Eagles. Jaguars offense has been a lot better than people expected, as has the play of Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Uh, I'm only going to give Lawrence a C this week, actually, though. Well, tough matchup. Yeah, it is. Uh, Lawrence is averaging 37 pass attempts per game. That's pretty good. The Eagles are seeing the second most pass attempts against them per game at 42. It's because they're staking giant leads in all their games. Yes. So the volume's probably going to be there for Lawrence this week. That's why he still gets a starting grade here. But the Eagles' defense has just been solid. The best quarterback game they've seen against him this year was Jared Goff's 215 yards and two scores. And that was mostly garbage time, fourth quarter heroics. It was. Uh, Christian Kirk, also just a C grade. Top targeted wide receivers against the Eagles have seen 12, 12, and 10 targets. They've only emerged with 64, 48, and 48 yards, though. Mm. And that's because Avante Maddox, is, is been, he's been awesome. He's the Eagles slot corner who will go against Kirk. Mm. I think Avante Maddox is out for this one. Oh, that would be that'd be good news. I think I think he's dinged up, but it sounds like he's going to play. He's got a sore ankle, but they think Uh, he's going to go ruled out on Friday. Oh wow! All right. Well, that's all. Let's crump crumple this all up and throw it all away. Zay Jones, he's been limited this week with an ankle injury. He's expected to go. Maybe Christian Kirk's up to a B, but Zay Jones and Marvin Jones are on the bench. James Robinson gets a B grade. Travis Etienne is on the bench, but if there were D grades. I don't know. Can we get those this week no, too? No, you can have you can have a. <laughs> <C plus. laughs> let's we got the we got the plus minus. Let's work on. I'm D pressing my luck. You really are. Travis DTN uh, <laughs> oh, is, is a D grade. Uh, the Eagles have allowed four ground touchdowns to running backs so far this year. That's all the James Robinson angle. But the angle for ETN is that the way to beat the Eagles defense might be in the screen game. Four different running backs have caught three or more passes in the first three games. ETN's more involved there than Robinson, hence the imaginary D grade. Uh, On the other side, Jalen Hurts gets an A. A.J. Brown gets an A. Devonta Smith gets an A. The Jags are allowing 163 yards and almost two scores per game to the wide receiver position. Most of that damage was done by Washington in week one, but backup level players Ashton Doolin, Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton all had nice days against Jacksonville. Dallas Goddard, he's getting a C grade. He's only seeing oh, just that's over it? that's it. He's only seeing just over four targets per game on the young season, but does have at least three catches in every game, at least sixty yards or a touchdown in every game. But Jacksonville's been really good against the tight end. They haven't faced anything scarier than Gerald Everett yet, but still they've only allowed an average of three catches for 38 yards to the position. I don't know. I'm, I got her to me. It just is he's, an every week. He's like averaging four targets. 
I know. That's Max. not enough to be sustainable at the tight end position, Charge. I think it is for him in that Maybe. offense. Uh, Miles Sanders, I'm giving him a C grade. He's getting most of the work. It's almost all on the ground, averaging 15 carries and 74 yards by land. The Jags have been stout against runners, allowing only 3.6 yards per carry this year. Sixth best so far. And they've faced good backs, too. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, and Antonio Gibson. So this isn't a fluke that their defense is pretty good, but they are beatable through the air, which Charch mentioned and that's why Kenny Gainwell was his take-a-chance-on-me runner. Yes, it was. Final matchup of this segment is the Chiefs taking on the Bucks. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, obvious A grades. The only other guy you, you want to start here is Juju Smith-Schuster, the only quasi-reliable target for Patrick Mahomes outside of Travis Kelsey. Smith-Schuster has commanded eight targets twice in the three games. He's coming off his best yardage output as a Chief. And Tampa Bay's defense, very good, but he'll run against cornerback Jamel Dean fairly often. He's allowed two scores uh, last week. So we'll try Juju Smith-Schuster with a C grade. Nobody else gets a gets a, a startable grade, including Clyde Edwards-Alaire, top 10 fantasy running back on your bench this week. He's barely seeing 11 touches per game, 35th among running backs, and he's going to need a fluke scoring play, which is not his bag. People should be picking up McKinnon and Pacheco. They might want they to. Really should. I, I, they, McKinnon has led the team right. in snaps, running back snaps, three straight weeks. And you guys already know, Tampa Bay's run defense is awesome. I don't need to spend a lot of time on it, allowing the second fewest total yards to opposing running backs. They haven't given up a touchdown. Brutal matchup for a guy who doesn't touch the ball enough. Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the bench. Let's go to the Bucks side. Mike Evans comes back, and he's fully healthy, which I love. This week... Uh, that week off, I, that gives him I, what I hope is 100% health. The Chiefs have, a, have been average against opposing receivers thus far, but they got torched for eight catches, 113 yards, and one touchdown by the similarly big-bodied Mike Williams two weeks ago. On the outside, cornerback Rashad Fenton is allowed at least 40 yards and a 100 passer rating in every game this year. And then on the other side, Mike Evans is going to go up against rookie cornerback Jalen Watson. They are both sizable mismatches. A grade on Mike Evans. Get him back in your lineups. Yes. And the other receivers, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, their game time decisions, I can't trust them until they've proven Mm. to come back healthy and stay healthy and productive. They are on the bench. Tom Brady clocks in with a C grade here, just the one receiving target of Mike Evans. So, And he's just got two touchdowns in three games. That's not good enough. A rebound possible here against this rebuilt Chiefs secondary. Chiefs have have exactly one reliable cornerback, Legereus Sneed, and even he's getting burned from time to time. So, yeah, just the C grade on Tom on Tom Brady. C grade on Leo Fournette. Fournette's been held under three yards per carry in back-to-back weeks, and the Chiefs have been stingy on the ground, giving up only 3.4 yards per carry. That's the fourth lowest rate, and they've given up just the one rushing touchdown so far. And for whatever reason, they're not throwing a Fournette this year. And they've also talked about just this week getting Rashad White so, more yeah. involved. Uh, so I can I can only give Leo Fournette a C grade and hope that he gets to be more productive here running behind that, that all banged up offensive line for Tampa Bay. But can't count on it. C grade, Leonard Fournette. When we come back, we'll jump into the time machine, give you three players to pick up this week that everybody will be trying to pick up next week. Premature speculation in the final segment of Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Final segment, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Scott Fish and Matt Harrison with you. This is a segment we like to call premature speculation. We give you three players you should pick up this week that everybody else will be trying to pick up next week. But, ha-ha, they're already on your team. Blammo. Blammo. There's the mic again. Uh, <laughs> we just talked about him. He was my, one of my sleepers during the off-season shows, the preseason shows. Rashad White, the Bucks want to get him more involved. He's the only other running back for the Bucks to have even taken a snap mm. this year. Um, he's a pass-catching back, caught 43 balls his final year of college. The, and Lee, Leonard Fournette, as you just mentioned, hasn't been super productive or effective. I think if he plays Sunday night in the lights of Sunday, night football the national audience is going to see him if they do get him more involved and he starts to be a 10 touch guy yeah you're going to want him on your roster all right get him now Rashad White Matt who is your premature speculation player this one might be a little out there but Malik Willis oh if the Titans fall to the Colts this week they'll be one and three the team with the that was the AFC number one seed last year Mm -hmm. will be down to one and three Ryan Tannehill's averaging only 215 yards one touchdown, one pick per game. He's really turned into a caretaker quarterback on a team whose best weapon in Derrick Henry is aging before our eyes like the dude in Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. <laughs> now, now, wait, was this the guy who had his face melted off? No, no. No, he was is the that... guy who took took the drink from the wrong cup, and he oh, aged like right. 100 years in yeah. like 10 seconds. Um, the offense is going to need a spark soon, or they will not be contenders in the AFC South. The Titans have a week five matchup against the Commanders, which is 
favorable, and then a week six bye. So if you're going to try out a rookie, maybe you throw him in the soft matchup in Washington and have have a week to play around over the bye week to tweak the offense, or yeah. you tweak the offense in the bye week. So I think Ryan Tannehill could be on a shorter leash than we think. It might be one or two more games for him. You know, that's kind of brilliant. I like where you're going with that. And sure. if you're gonna if you're gonna roster a backup quarterback. I want him to be a rushing quarterback. Yeah. Because you Ritter's know, interesting in that same in that same mold. Ritter's yeah. a little interesting. I think that probably makes sense. All right, my my premature speculation player is Indianapolis wide receiver Alec Pierce. Yes. Is there any doubt that rookie receivers can be productive early when we see what Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and Drake London and Romeo Dubs and Jahan Dotson have done? Yes. No. And now Alec he's Alec he's back to full health. The Colts desperately need a second receiver to step forward. And it's clearly not Paris Campbell at this point as much as it breaks my heart. Yeah. Want want a fun stat on Alec Pierce? Yes. He leads the team in red zone targets, and he's played 32 snaps. Wow. Not last week. On the season. Oh, that's not true. I just looked. It's it's three. Oh, wide receiver. Oh. oh. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. Mm. I don't think so. I looked up his snack count before the show, and I saw it at like 40 last week. So I don't know about that. Either way. No. Yeah, all right. right. We'll see. That's okay. Alec, but we agree. This is what we agree on. Alec Pierce, go pick him up now. We think think he's going to. Oh, yeah, he did play week one. Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. yeah, he got he got some snaps. There we go. Okay. okay. But he does lead the team in red zone targets. Hmm, that's that good. is good. That's news. the yes. important part. What do you think about, just quick side note, what do you think about Jelani Woods as a pickup and stash? While we're talking. That would be a it's interesting, it's interesting if he keeps that, that, if he keeps that role. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that, though. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go back to the matchups in our. Let's see. I believe we left off on. We're going to go to Giants. Yeah, let's go to me for Bears Giants. But before that, I'm going to give you a pre-spec bonus. We saw what happened with the Bears with Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams with the Lions and maybe McCaffrey with Hubbard and and Foreman. Now's the time to get those Rashad Whites, those Justice Hills, those Jalen Warrens, those mm-hmm. McKinnons, Pacheco's, Tyler Algiers. Go get them now. Just get them Just now because you Just never roster backup running. Yeah, get yes. get get all those before bye weeks hit and injuries hit. Uh, let's go to the Bears Giants on the Bears side. The whole passing game is on the bench. Of course. <laughs> Not shockingly, they've completed just 27 passing game anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, they've completed just 27 passes on the season. Not even a good matchup against the Giants D, allowing 209 yards and 1.3 touchdowns per game. The targets, receptions, and especially touchdowns aren't even concentrated. They're going to like touchdowns to EQ St. Brown and Dante yeah, right. Pettis. Like yeah, that doesn't help yeah, either. It helps no one. I dropped Darnell Mooney outright in an in an empire league. I dropped mm-hmm. Cole Komet in a couple of leagues. I wish I had listened that, that to Matt overdue. in the yeah. preseason. I, yeah. I was dead wrong. Matt was dead right on that one. Uh, Khalil Herbert's getting an A grade. It's it's Herbie fully loaded or ground bear, ground bear or bear. whatever you want to call him. Last week he came in, had a better fantasy day than David Montgomery did in his entire career. How about that? To this point. It wasn't even a full game for Khalil Herbert. Uh, Last week the Cowboys duo destroyed the Giants to the tune of 180 yards and a score. In week two, CMC had 128 yards. In week one, Henry and Hilliard combined for 151 yards and two scores. It's a good spot for Hilliard this week. Mm -hmm. Not Ike Hilliard. Not not Don Chuck Hilliard. (laughs) It's, It's Khalil Herbert. I don't even know why I said earlier. <laughs> uh, for the Giants, oh, I know why, because I was talking about the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the Giants, the only starting grade I have is the Saquon A for Saquon Barkley, yeah. whose worst game is like 88 yards. His lowest touch count is 18 plus yards. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm not even going to go into that more. But no. on in the past game, I I have him all on the bench. Daniel Jones has been sub 200 yards every week. He has just three touchdowns. You know what? I'm going to talk myself into a C grade here on the on the passing game. Why? I, I think you should. No, I I should. They only have three wide receivers going into this game. That's Richie James, uh, David Sills, and Daniel Bellinger. Richie James has been consistent with four to five catches in each game, thirty to fifty yards in each game, and now like Tony's out, Shepard's out. There's going to be well, volume. You know who else is out? Chicago's one good cornerback. Jalen Johnson yeah. out for this game. That means it's Kendall Vildor. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Who rank is cornerbacks 97 and 99 oh, by man. Pro Football Focus. Yeah. I that's why I I, I think Richie James I think and he, Sills are both startable in a pinch. I will not go there for Sills, but Richie James with his four to five, thirty to fifty should turn Ow. into six to seven. Why are you throwing javelins? <laughs> Those or are darts. Those are darts. You know, every they keep time hitting I, me, I swear I, it's, that is true. Every time I go to the bar, I hear that noise over and over again. <laughs> yes. who, who throws a shoe? Honestly, <laughs> Daniel Bellinger's interesting. I do have a bench grade on him, but he's finally started to get involved. You should keep an eye out there. That's it there. Though. All right. Our next uh, matchup and second to last is the Patriots taking on the Packers, Matt. Yeah, Mac Jones is out for this one. So we get Brian Hoye. Oh, boy. Last time Hoye started a game was 2020. He ended up with 130 yards and an interception. So all of the Patriots passing game is on the bench. I, I believe he's lost 11 straight starts. Yeah, don't you even think about starting any Patriots pass catchers. The running backs, however, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson each get a C grade. The Packers are giving up 5.4 yards per carry to opposing backs. That's fourth most in the league. Bill Belichick did coach a game in the last year where his healthy quarterback threw three passes. Mm. That might be the recipe this week. (laughs) Uh, Harris and Stevenson will each see double-digit touches in this one. Problem is they're splitting it almost evenly, and they're hovering right around 60 total yards per game. That's C-level production, even in a favorable matchup. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the other side, they get C grades as well for similar yet different reasons. Dillon is actually touching the ball about three times more per game, but Jones is averaging 30 more total yards. Yeah, Dillon's been shockingly pedestrian. Pedestrian. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, the Pats are tough on the run, allowing only Mm -hmm. 64 yards on the ground to opposing backs. So we go to the passing game where Aaron Rodgers gets a B grade. Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs get a C grade in this one. The Pats just gave up four touchdown passes to Lamar Jackson last week. Aaron Rodgers at home will get at least two. They'll probably go to Lazard and Dobbs, or maybe might take a chance on me guy Robert Tunyon. Lazard, two games, two touchdown passes, or two touchdown catches. Mm -hmm. He flexes into the slot on 40% of his routes where he'll face Miles Bryant, who has seen a passer rating of 132 in his slot coverage. Okay. Lazard, game on. Dobbs caught a touchdown last week, and we saw his snap percentage skyrocket from 37% in week two to 89% in week three. He is a starter now. Nothing brings, like, there's a lot of stuff about Aaron Rodgers and rookies lack of trust. Nothing brings trust like pulling down all eight of your targets. That does does help a lot. So do you give me a letter grade on on Romeo Dubs? C. C grade. Rams take on the 49ers. Uh, Let's start on the Rams side. Cooper Cup, obvious A. But everybody else, all the other people you might start, just get C grades here, including Matthew Stafford. Now, the Niners rank number one in passing yards and passing touchdowns allowed. And granted, they haven't faced any good passers, but still, they're ranked number one, so this is not going to be an easy trip. They also have Pro Football Focus's number one 
ranking in pass coverage, and their Nick Bosa-led pass rush is daunting as well. So I'm nervous about Stafford this week, so just the C grade, even though Cooper Cup is the A grade. Tyler Higby comes in with a C grade. He hasn't scored yet, but he ranks top five in targets, receptions, and yards among tight ends. San Francisco has shut down the tight end position so far, allowing only 23 yards and no touchdowns. That is fewest in the league. They're number one there, too. Um, however, no lone tight end has been targeted more than twice in a single game against the 49ers, and Higby should be getting five, six, seven targets if everything continues to hold. So he's averaging eight. So Higby gets a C grade. Hopefully he can get a little more done than anybody else has against San Francisco to this point. For the other receivers, Allen Robinson cannot be trusted as outlined in three tough yeah. questions. Do not start him, and especially not in this matchup. Same with Ben Skrowanek. And then for the running backs, Daryl Henderson, diminishing snaps and carries in every game so far. He is on the bench, just four carries last week. Cam Akers, Sean McVay stubbornly sticking by Akers. He got rewarded last week with a solid effort against a terrible Cardinals defense. Few teams have seen as has been as nasty against the run as the 49ers. They're giving mm-hmm. up fewer than three yards per carry this season, and only one running back in their last 10 games has topped 50 yards. That's how good the run defense is for the Niners. Cam Akers, I, I'm, in fact, I'm moving him to the bench. I had a yeah. great on him. I'm moving him to the bench. I have him in two leagues. He's on my bench in both. I think that's a good call here. Let's go to San Francisco's side. Um, and I'm going to begin with the running game. Jeff Wilson gets a B grade, generally productive as the starter, but the Rams are pro football focuses top run defense, allowing only 3.6 yards per carry. No back is top 62 yards spearheaded by PFFs third and fourth ranked run stopping linebackers, Ernest Jones and Bobby Wagner tough matchup, but Jeff Wilson averages 110 yards in games in which he gets 15 or more carries. So hopefully he'll get a touchdown and get something close to that. We like that part. Debo Samuel, obvious a Brandon Ayuk in both his games. Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown Brandon Ayuk's way eight times in that volume. I think that should be enough to get it done against Jalen Ramsey. Who I think shadows Ayuk in this game. I'll give him a B grade there. And the last guy that you want to know about is George Kittle. He faced L.A. three times last year, but only averaged 29 yards per game, but did score in two of those three. We'll hope for the touchdown here. Rams haven't allowed a tight end score, though, this year, and the third fewest yards to position, so it is a tough matchup for George Kittle. 49ers, Jordan Mason, another one to pick up. That is another one to pick up. If you missed any part of the show, you can get all my play rankings available for free at guillotineleagues.com. I hope you start your lineups and hopefully win a a game or two, and maybe you can even join a guillotine league while you are there. Scott Fish, Matt Harrison, great job today. Thank you, Robbie, for your help as well. We'll talk to you in a week, everybody. Good luck. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.